You're listening to the Leadership Jam Session Podcast, the place where you'll get to hear leaders at all levels of management share their practical solutions to the management challenge you face every day. So let's give it a jam. I'm your host, Rob Fonte. Welcome back to the Leadership Jam Session. If you're listening for the first time, my name is Rob Fonte. I'm a leadership development consultant and coach with more than 20 years experience in leading teams. For more information about me or how you can subscribe to the show, please visit my website at leadershipjamsession.com. Now enough about me. Today's guest is Amy Blaschka, who is a social media ghostwriter. And while Amy certainly has experience leading people, I asked her to come on as a guest because of her unique background and the value she brings to leaders as a social media ghostwriter. Now, some of you out there might be wondering, why is he bringing on a social media expert and ghostwriter on a leadership podcast? Well, I think you'll understand the why pretty quickly once Amy starts sharing her expertise and insights on how social media can impact us as leaders. Amy's also a Forbes leadership contributor who recently published her 100th article. She was also recognized as one of the top 15 best people to follow on LinkedIn. Amy, welcome to the Leadership Jam Session. Thanks for having me, Rob. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this topic today. So are you ready to jam? I am ready to jam. <laughs> All right. Very good. So first question for you. What is a social media ghostwriter? Right. Isn't that that's a catchy title, right? So the way I explain it is that I help leaders craft their stories to communicate and connect better. The social media part of that is I niche down and I'm very specific in helping them share their wisdom over social media. Uh, the ghostwriting bit simply means that you're working with another person, another writer, who helps take your thoughts, your insights, your words, your phrasing, and puts them together in such a way that they are compelling and concise in a written form. A lot of leaders are very verbally fluent, but sometimes they have trouble sort of finding that clarity and being concise with their written communication. So I act as a partner with them in helping them do that. Let me ask you this. So why would a leader need a ghostwriter? Who's the right type of leader? Most of the people that are my clients that I work with, um, first of all, they they understand that the power to leverage social media. They aren't someone who's like, I hate it. I, I don't need to convince somebody why they should use social media. People, Most people that work with me understand that it has tremendous reach, that they have this power to use it, but they are either time-strapped or they just they don't have the writing acumen to do it themselves. And sometimes it's both. Most of my clients are um, C-suite, right, CFOs. They are founders of companies. So a lot of entrepreneurs struck out on their own, um, very, you know, driven, and they want to do this. So I've had speakers. I've, I've had, uh, you know, authors of books. You know, it's funny. You have writers that help writers, too. Founders of companies, people that are making a major pivot in their career. They, maybe they've been in the corporate world forever, and they now are striking out on their own, and they are they don't have that staff anymore, support staff, so they're finding out really quickly that maybe they need to, you know, sort of outsource and get help with partners that specialize in certain areas um, now that they're a consultant or a coach or something like that. And I think there's a, there is a group, a subgroup out there that it was interesting what you said, because when people come to you, they kind of understand and know the value of, and the power behind social media. And yet there is a fair amount of people out there who don't understand that. And it takes a while for them to get there. And to be very transparent, I fell in that camp. I was the one that lived in a cave did not really do anything in social media until I, you know, after 20 years of being in a corporate world, went out on my own and realized 
the value in that. Not only the value when I had my own business, and I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there, but the value it also brings to leaders and how I could have been leveraging that even when I was in the corporate world, right? Let's kind of dissect that a little bit. So why should people be paying attention to social media and the value that it brings? Well, there are a couple of things. So I think when we think about social media, we need to really define what social media channels um, are important to us. So the thing that I advise my clients on is to be where your clients or whoever your audience, where is your audience congregating? So you want to make it easy. I don't advise people to be on every single channel, every single platform. That probably doesn't make sense. But for most of my clients, and for me in particular, um, LinkedIn is a primary source. And no one would argue that that is not business related, you know, so that is where um, a lot of my clients, their audiences reside. So if they're a speaker or the consultant, that's where they're finding their people. If they're a leader that needs to reach their um, staff and employees, guess what? A lot of them, especially now, everybody is on social media there. Um, if you want to reach um, possible investors or partners, most likely they're going to be there. I mean, it's, it, they can be on other platforms, certainly, but I think it's, it's really looking at social media, viewing it through a different lens. That it's not simply, oh, that's for, you know, people like, oh, that's for Facebook. Or right now, like TikTok is very popular. Like, oh, that could never be used for business. I think people need to redefine and, you know, rethink how they are viewing social media. You, social media, the, the social part of it is really that engagement. It's, it's, think of it as a conversation with who the people that you are trying to reach. Now, that can be incredibly difficult if you're not on social media and you are isolating yourself, particularly in the current environment, right? But there is a way to reach people. It's free, right? I'm not saying you need to advertise. You don't need to do this. It's really an investment of your time. But this sort of investment really pays off because it will build awareness. You will gain people that you want to connect with. So like I said, partners, it can attract possible employees, um, investors, that sort of thing, peers. So People, that you, when you are on social media, it's a way for people to really understand more of who you are, what matters most to you. And when people know who you are, you know, it's the know, like, and trust factor. People want to do business with the people that they feel comfortable with, that they know that they're like, oh, okay. And when you continually show up on social media and you have something of value to share and you do it in a consistent manner, that makes it very easy for people to go, oh, Okay, that Rob guy, I can't, I like what he has to say. And, you know, and he, he puts out things, puts out content that really resonates with me. Now, I think the other thing to um, keep in mind is that you need to have some intentionality behind being on social media. It can't just be like, oh, Amy said I should be on social media, so I'm just going to jump on. I mean, that's not a reason to be there. You really need to understand why you're there and understand you know, what your intention is. So if you're on social media, because maybe on LinkedIn, maybe I am trying to attract new clients. Great. Okay, then you need to really think about that audience and what they're looking for and what might be useful to them. Um, because if you're just on there and you're spraying and praying, as I like to say, you're throwing anything out and seeing what happens, that's not going to reflect back on you very well. And you're going to turn off your potential audience because they're going to be confused or there's going to be annoyed that you're just, you know, not really consistent with them. They don't, they don't know what to expect from you. Um, but I think now more than ever, being 
present, showing up on social media and having something of value to share and to say is so important. It's so important. I mean, you know, something that, that is really important to you most likely is going to attract those other people that that's also important to. And I love the piece you said about being very intentional because it really does impact your brand. You know, your personal mm-hmm. brand, what you put out there, people are analyzing it, dissecting the words that you use, how you phrase it. And mm-hmm. I think that is very important to be very intentional in what you're putting out there. Absolutely. And I say this a lot, but words have power and people, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever a writer, you would think that, but they do. So your word choice, what you say, what you don't say, you know, that, that really reflects back on you because if all anybody has to do, you know, if someone's going to Google you, right, they go, they want to, they're going to Google you, they're going to find out, probably LinkedIn's going to rank towards the top, they check out and see what you said or what you say about yourself. And that's all they have to work with. And you've been very haphazard and haven't been intentional and haven't been mindful and, you know, uh, with your message about you or what you say, they're going to be like, you know, that's, that's, and that's forever, right? On social media, that's going to show up when somebody is, you know, interested in hiring you or, you know, working with you or doing something. So, you know, having a purpose and having some intentionality and controlling that message. This is one of the few things that you can actually control, that you can sort of put out there, you know, who you are, you know, nobody knows who you are until you tell them who you are and you share with them and you invite them in. So why wouldn't you take that opportunity to leverage that aspect and kind of put your best foot forward on the social media platform? So you mentioned something that I also want to dive into, which I think is very important, particularly in this time where unfortunately a lot of people uh, have lost their jobs in with the whole COVID-19 pandemic. And I think t- people take for granted the power of LinkedIn particularly and their ability to paint a picture for themselves in the eyes of hiring managers. And I can't tell you how many times I come across this. And again, I was one of these leaders too. They really didn't put a whole lot of effort into my profile. And uh, so I, I fall into that, into that category, but it is amazing how much LinkedIn is still used for hiring purposes where hiring managers will go through and look at people's profiles. In fact, I had a, a, an episode last year, I think it was episode seven, where I had a panel of uh, leaders on who talked about hiring top talent. And one of the best practices specifically was how they look at their candidates and they go on LinkedIn and look at the profile, look what they're engaging in. And I think that's very important for our leaders out there to understand this, that, yeah, you're putting your brand out there. I know. And I think some leaders, ah, I don't have a personal brand, but guess what? You've got a personal brand, whether you want to or not. And I think you want to get ahead of that. And you want to be the one that's driving that messaging associated with who you are, rather than leave it to chance. You know, um, and I think this is something about LinkedIn too, particularly that platform. And we both, we were there, right, when it started, right? So when, when LinkedIn began, it was truly like an online resume, right? I, and, you know, we used to joke that like, if you saw somebody, a coworker, somebody on LinkedIn, oh, they're looking for a job, right? right? That was right. the only purpose. That right. was all it did. And, and for a lot of people that are of a certain age, 
you know, they, they've kind of kept that in their brain, like, oh, why would I want to be on LinkedIn? I'm not looking for a job or, or now I am looking for a job or what LinkedIn's changed. So LinkedIn is, it is a legit content platform. So yes, everybody has a profile and yes, you have your experience listed like a resume would, but you also have this opportunity on your profile to use this valuable real estate to help position you, help pivot you if need be, especially now a lot of folks are having to do that where you, you don't want to sell your destiny and what you've done. You want to sell your history. You want to sell kind of what could be and what you're all about. And again, you know, if you haven't updated your LinkedIn profile and sometimes probably it's a good idea during this, you know, when everybody's working from home to really take a sharp look at, does this align with who I am and what I want to put out to the world? You know, it's, and, you know, a couple of things that you, the, the about section part, the summary of it, I would suggest that people put that in first person and write it as a narrative because it's, you already have your experience listed, um, right, under a separate section, like a resume. But when you put something together and you have, I think, 2,000 characters in it, that's a lot of real estate that you can use to really talk about who you are, what matters most have some central theme that's going to attract people. And the idea of a LinkedIn profile, I always tell my clients this, is it's to pique the interest of your intended audience, right? Because if they want if they want a resume, they'll ask for a resume or they'll go through that, they'll see your experience. Like, oh, you've worked here, you've done this. And they see a chronological listing. But you, what you can't do on a resume that you can do on a LinkedIn profile is really tell your story talk about kind of why, you know, why you, why are you best suited to do whatever it is that you bring value to. Part of that is um, updating your headline too. A lot of folks will just default. Um, it'll default to whatever your current, you know, if you were the VP of marketing at X company and you leave it like that, it'll show up like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, you are competing with a bajillion other you know, VP of marketing, VPs of marketing elsewhere. So what's going to help you stand apart? So you really want to differentiate yourself and you can talk about and have keywords about what you do, but it, I really suggest that you talk about who you help, how you help them and why, like why that in as few words as possible. Again, getting really concise. You want to make it very easy for people to instantly go, I want to learn more, right? And the other part is to include a call to action. So if you think about LinkedIn and your profile there, it's not an advertisement, but it is sort of something that you want to compel somebody to do something. You just don't want them to read it and go, oh, okay, right? I mean, you want to do something, whether it's just you, you want to make a new friend and a new connection, you know, but you want to make it very clear, like reach out to me and connect here, or perhaps you want them to visit your website or you want them to set up a call or you're looking for, you know, this sort of thing. Spell it out for people. I mean, I think a lot of people leave things to chance or they make assumptions that others will, well, they know what to do. They know how to find me. No one's going to do the work. I mean, you need to be the one to make it easy for others. It's so simple to do. And it's such an easy way to do it. But a lot of folks don't take advantage of that. And they're missing the mark and missing an opportunity to attract those audiences to them. So it might be a future employer. It might be a partner. It might be um, somebody that you want to hire, someone that you want to work with later. Um, you never know. And I, I, you know, I think we talked about this before, but 
and I forget the exact number, but there is something like 600, almost 700 million people on LinkedIn. And about 1% of those folks are actively like managing their content, putting stuff out there. So just by taking action, you will stand out, right? So it's, 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 it's amazing. So it's a tremendous opportunity, especially right now, because so many people are working from home there. I mean, everybody has Zoom fatigue. I get it. They're doing that, but they're going to be on LinkedIn. And even if they're curious about, oh, maybe I want to try this, you're going to be on there. And, and if you are actively searching for a job, guaranteed, like you said, a hiring manager will do due diligence and see how you're showing up on social media, particularly on LinkedIn, because it's arguably the most you know, like business friendly and business focused platform out there. So um, control that message and you know, take action there. Sure. It's great to hear you kind of walk through all these different best practices and tips, which are truly valuable insights. And even when we were talking the other day, you were talking about the first person. Of course, I was looking on my profile. I was like, huh, I wonder what, how is mine written, right? Is it in first person, third person? Like these are things that for many of us don't come easy, right? And this is one of the reasons why I think it was important to get you on and share some of your insights and expertise, because there's a lot of us out there that these type of things, this is a, a true skill that you have that for many of us is not a strength. The one good thing about me is I pretty much know what my strengths are and I know what's not a strength. You put me in front of a group, you put me in front of a, a workshop, I am in my element. I can talk all day. When you try to get me to put my thoughts to paper, it is an absolute disaster. And I know there's a lot of leaders out there that also suffer from the same thing, plus time. Time is precious, right? So there are resources to help with this, particularly during these times as well. That's right. I'm, I'm happy to help, you know, I, either through tips or if you're interested in working together. Um, I, I really do believe in this. So, you know, and I practice what I preach because as a social media ghostwriter, all my client work is confidential. So unlike other professions, show me your work, show me your, you know, I can't share that client work, but what I can share are the testimonials and the recommendations, but I also put out content every day, I'm Monday through Friday. I am putting out content, what, you know, it's, it's written content, you know, I'll have an article, I'll do updates, do videos sometimes, because I know the power that it is. So it, it's not that I'm just saying, oh, you should do this. I'm practicing, I'm, you know, eating my own dog food and it works. I will tell you from experience, it works because with the exception of referrals, all of my clients have come from LinkedIn. And I tell you what, you think no one's listening. You think no one's watching. You think no one's paying attention, particularly when you first start putting content out there. I have received so many messages from people that eventually have become clients too. You know, I've been following what you've been saying for a while, Amy, and this really resonated with me. I'll get a message and I'll think to myself, I didn't see them. I didn't see their name. I didn't see them like something. I didn't see them commenting. But I think that's how a lot of people treat social media. They are the lurkers and the observers. You know, they're there. They're there. And maybe they're reading and they're consuming content, but they're not creating. They're not getting into that game. They're not engaging, which is also a huge part of social media success is really, it's not just, I'm going to put something, I'm going to drop something in and I'm going to jet, you know, and hope that somebody you know likes it you know when you think about social media it's it's a conversation it's social so you want to invite people to actually dialogue with you to engage with you and you want to do the same 
so, you know, I, and I've, the other thing I've seen is, you know, folks go, well, I, I liked this article, so I'm going to share it, but they have no accompanying, you know, text when they share somebody else's thing. So it might be like, so if I saw an article or something that you put out, Rob, I'll share it. But without sort of that context of, well, why are you sharing this? You can showcase your leadership and your point of view with other people's content, because if something resonated with you, then you can add that, you know, this really hit on this, or I love this, and then share it with your network. So you're helping another content creator, but you're also showcasing what matters most to you. And you're providing value to those people that you're connected with or who are following you um, by, by sharing that, that bit of insight and that wisdom. And as leaders, we're starved for insight. We are starved right, for leaders to kind of show up and step up and, and sort of, you know, put their best foot forward and, and lead with some positivity and lead with, you know, straight talk and that sort of thing. So I think it's a tremendous opportunity. Like I said, if you're like, oh, I don't know what to say, you can start slow, you can share what other people are sharing, if something resonates with you, but then just make sure to add something else there. So we know why you're sharing it, because when you share that why, and you know why you're there and people then again are going to be like, oh, um, and when you're, and this is the other thing that happens, which is a happy consequence when you're sharing uh, content on a regular basis. People go, oh, I want to know more about that guy. And that's when they click back to your profile. And if it hasn't been updated since 1989, they're going to go, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, that doesn't make sense. You know, like, oh, or, or they're going to drop it and they're going to forget about you. We don't want people who are interested in you to go away you want to invite them in, you know? Yeah, it is. LinkedIn certainly has evolved over the years. And I think that's one thing that perhaps some of us may not have realized that it is a, a great platform for learning from one another. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and as you know, I mean, my whole concept with this podcast is about jamming and learning from each other. And LinkedIn mm-hmm. definitely provides that opportunity as well. My other question is what advice can you give my listeners in regards to what not to do? I have a list. <laughs> I figured you would. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you this. I try to, I always try to stay positive, which is one of those things, but you ask what not to do. So what you don't want to do, I'll leave with this is I always say to be positive. So don't be negative. People are attracted to those who say what they want to say in such a way they have conviction in a positive manner. There are plenty of people on social media, and we all know them, right, that are just spewing hate, spewing just sort of vitriol, you know, like, I don't want that. I don't need that. And that doesn't really attract, I don't think, the right type of people. You're going to attract more people like that, probably. And I'm not saying that you need to be Pollyanna, but certainly taking the tone, rising above, particularly as a leader, you know, complaining, whining, bitching, moaning, all that, that doesn't really get anywhere. You know, people want solutions. People want, you know, or expect and want to get at a higher level. So I would say stay positive, go higher on that. Be clear. So do not meander all over the place, you know, with your content. If you are writing or you are doing a video or you please get to the point, you don't spend eight minutes just sort of riffing you know, off something and expect people to, to follow along and stay with you. I mean, the, the, the reality with social media and just life in general is our attention spans are a lot shorter these days. And our tolerance, you know, and, and patience for, okay, maybe then she's going to get to it. No one's going to do that. I mean, be very clear on your message. Have Do not meander. Do not like take forever to get to it and stick to one takeaway. 
So that's what I say with every piece of content, you just have one message, one takeaway, one clear thing. And that knowing that will keep you there. Even if you want to, oh, I don't want to talk about this or I want to talk about that. Well, that's great. Save that for another post. Keep it. And it, it, I know this is hard for some to do, but I would rather see people go shorter than just try to go longer. So there is a place for white papers. There is a place for technical writing. There's a place for these very long, 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 long forms of communication. I don't believe on social media, it is the place. You can share a little snippet on social media and then a link to maybe a longer paper for those that are really, that want to dive deep. But I would keep it short, keep it concise, you know, keep it, keep them wanting more and, and get to the point. So there's that. Um, a big one. I would say it's a lot of people kind of default to, particularly if they've like left the corporate world and now they have their own gig and they're, you know, consultant or whatever, and they're trying to drum up business. They use social media to sell, 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 sell. And, you know, we all, we all are selling. We all need to make a living. I get that. But I would advise you not to do that. I would advise you to serve, don't sell with your content. Because when you can showcase your value, when everything that you put out is, is helping somebody else, um, rather than beating them over a stick with buy my pro, you know, this, do whatever, you know, people are going to tune that out, just like any other ad, right? You're not, no, no one cares about that. And, and they'll get annoyed with that. So don't do that. I, I mean, I don't ever do ads. I don't ever push like that. But certainly there is a place. So maybe it's like an 80 20 rule where you're doing that. But be, um, for most of your content, most of the sharing, make sure that you're just providing value and you're there to serve and do that. And that serving means showcasing the stuff that you already know, the wisdom, right? People get caught up in that. And it's like, you think, well, I don't know anything. You do. There are things that you know that other people don't know. And part of that is just sharing everyday experiences your insights, your experience, and for entrepreneurs and leaders in particular, I think they also get caught up in everything has to be rainbows and unicorns. I have the best world, you know, sort of like, you know, the Instagram right. uh, airbrushed version of their life. And people see through that pretty quickly because nobody has a perfect life. So sharing when you stumble sharing the supposed failures, but then how you kind of navigated through that challenge and came out the other side. A lot of people can relate. And when you're relatable and you're real, you're going to attract those other people to you too. So that's part of that. So kind of be real and don't make it all like, oh, everything's terrific. And then, you know, the biggest thing and the, the two principles that I like to say, aside from clarity and having the clarity is um, to have consistency and discipline. So consistency is regularly publishing sort of your content, right? And How often would you recommend? If you're not doing anything at all, start with maybe once, twice a week, right? Um, and you don't, like I said, you don't have to be on every single platform. I, you know, I advise most of my clients by the nature of the work they do, the leaders, LinkedIn is their platform of choice. So um, at least once, twice a week, I would say, just get into that habit of regular doing it. Now, for someone like me, this is my world and I'm a writer, so I have a lot of content and I'm sharing it. I, I used to do it seven days a week and I've cut back. So I'm doing it Monday through Friday because boundaries are important too. You can get really caught up and spend a lot of time on things. So, but whatever makes most sense to you. But I would say once, twice a week, at least to start and see how that goes. And you will see with that regularity, with that consistently posting, people are going to start, oh, and they'll come to expect it from you. You train them to know that 
yeah, on Mondays and Wednesdays or whenever it is, okay, you know, Rob comes out with something new. So um, that slowly builds over time. And then the discipline of this, and this is really important, along with sort of that meandering comment, is really to identify those one, two, maybe three areas where you are expert, right? That you cannot possibly be an expert in everything, right? And a lot of what you showcase as a leader in your content is your insights and your wisdom. So that's your thought leadership. And people go, oh, I'm not a thought leader, or they get caught up in those sort of things or but it, that really is. So, and I, I use this example for myself. If, you know, I publish every day and the things that I write about, uh, obviously aside from writing and ghostwriting are, you know, emotional intelligence and soft skills and leadership and all these things. But if suddenly I were to start writing about blockchain or cryptocurrency, people would be like, what? <laughs> You're going to confuse people, right? So you want to kind of stay in your wheelhouse because when you have, when you know why you're there, right? Know why you want to be on social media. Know, you know, my, my question I ask every client when I start with them, what do you want? So when you have clarity on what you want and what your goals are, everything else will can fall under that and align with that. So if you say you want this, but you're doing this and those don't align, you're going to, you're going to be incongruent and you're going to have confusion or you're going to turn people away or you're going to have missed opportunities. So it sounds really basic, but everything should align. Everything should be there and make it easier on yourself. You know, you don't have to work as hard when the things that you are presenting, the way you're presenting yourself out into the world is in alignment. People are going to more easily understand you, what, why you're there, who you are, the value offer, and how you can help them. So remember, it's, it's not about you. It's about them. They're them being your you know, your um, different audiences. And you want to write in such a way that you are attracting and speaking to them. It is a conversation you are inviting them in. You've talked about a lot of great techniques and the power of social media, the value that it, it can bring us. So my, my last question for you is, for my listeners out there who struggle with social media or engaging with social media, What's the best advice you can give them? What is one step? If you had to give them one step to take, what would that one step be? I would say if, if you're a little gun shy about sharing your own content, you can start by engaging and commenting on other people's content that you find valuable. Now, I've had a few different friends do this, and they themselves are great content creators, but they started this way. Because what happens is when you are commenting on somebody else's writing or article or video, or whatever, you have an opportunity, again, to share your wisdom and your insights and, you know, how you react and what your take is on that. So if you're nervous about, I don't know yet, you can do that. But I mean, the reality is nobody's perfect. There is no perfect formula. And honestly, just start, put something out, test. And, you know, what you, the, the great thing about social media is you, you can test things out. You can put something out there. You're not getting a lot of engagement. No one's really kind of, you know, maybe you tweak it. You know, maybe you try something new. I think that the key is to just start, right? You can start small, but just be consistent. Try to do that. And not to expect suddenly overnight, you know, I posted one piece of content and suddenly I am, you know, I've got like a million followers or Suddenly, all these job offers have come in. It, it takes time. It takes you putting the time in to engage with others and to engage with those who engage with your content, too. 
So um, just start, but really, I think engaging in other comments and being very mindful of how you are representing yourself on social media, you can start there on your profile and make sure that at least it's in line with what you, how you want the world to see you. Um, that's something that's well within your control. Yeah, I'm, I'm smiling because I remember when I put my first post out there, I sat there, you know, for probably like like 20 minutes. Do I hit the button? Do I really put this out there? <laughs> right. Uh, like, can right. I just can I just hide <laughs> in the corner? You know, do I really want to put this out there? Uh, but no, I mean, so again, I, I uh, appreciate your your wisdom and your your insights. It's, it's very helpful, and I know there's a lot of people out there who. Um, you know, who do struggle with this. And it's good just to get a perspective of yours to, to help us with that. Well, I hope it's been helpful. It's, you know, I'm, I live in this world every day and it's just, it's a missed opportunity for folks not to engage and not to have a presence there um, and, and to control, control that message because it only, it only is going to help you in sharing sort of who you are and attract those people to you. There's not a downside to really doing that. Absolutely. And in today's world, particularly in these times, you do need to be out there and put yourself out there and be present. Well, Amy, on behalf of my listeners, uh, I do want to thank you, Amy, for coming on and sharing your expertise and your insights with my listeners. And to my listeners out there, I appreciate you guys taking the time, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. While most of my episodes do involve leaders who come in and share best practices and stories on how to approach the everyday management scenarios we come across from time to time, I will bring on a guest like Amy, with a very specific area of expertise that we as leaders can learn from or leverage as a resource, particularly if it's an area that is not a strength for us. And Amy, how can our listeners learn more about you? Well, I am very active on LinkedIn. You can check out me, my profile, my content there, certainly, and on other platforms. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, You can visit my website, which is my name, amyblashka.com, and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Um, And that kind of showcases sort of my services and what I do and highlights some of my content, my Forbes articles, and some other things are most popular. So you can get a sense of my style and my range. Yeah, and your articles are fantastic. It's, It's how I came across you. I read one of your articles and then started following you. And yeah, I highly recommend my listeners to to look up Amy. I think you'll truly enjoy her articles as well. Once again, Amy, thanks for coming on. And to my listeners, thanks again for listening. Stay safe and be well. Thanks so much for listening in today. If you're interested in learning more about the show or how we can assist you through my leadership consulting company, then please visit my website at leadershipjamsession.com. 